All right, welcome to the Money Lab live podcast, episode number 42. Do you suffer from chronic entrepreneurship? Welcome back to another live broadcast of the Money Lab from the Six Figure Academy podcast series. I'm your host, Wei Hong, and this is the podcast where we give you tips, strategies, and interviews with other entrepreneurs on how to re-engineer bad money stories and habits, uh, develop new strategies to create a prosperous and an abundant lifestyle free of financial stress and worry. Now, if you're joining us live today, make sure you get on Spreaker.com or download the Spreaker app on your mobile device, such as your phone over here. And then uh, you can join us and you search for the hashtag, hashtag TheMoneyLab, so that you can join us in the chat room and ask questions and interact with us and our guests today. And now, while you're there, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode and you can catch us every week. For all of the ways to find us, go to the SixFigureAcademy.com forward slash radio for all the details. And if you you are joining us on YouTube Hangouts Live on our The Six Figure Academy channel. You can see us as we have not only an amazing guest here, the nomadic entrepreneur Eric, and his uh, partner in crime. We call uh, her name is Baby, and she is actually spending some time entertaining my baby, Kayla. And it's a it's a husky paradise this time. So we have a doggy play date and a show all at once. So. Uh, so welcome, Eric. <laughs> welcome you. to the show. It's good to be here. Okay, is your mic up now? <laughs> is it? Yeah, there it is. Right. Okay, cool. Um, now, before I uh, I have you kind of do your own little intro, I just want to give the listeners a bit of a background because I'm really excited. I'm really quite happy that you're here because um, how I found Eric and how I met Eric was online, uh, which is where he does a lot of his work and a lot of his business as an entrepreneur which helps him afford the lifestyle that he has of being nomadic and traveling and seeing the world. Um, he is responsible for all the binaural beats frequencies that we incorporate in our audio programs at the Six Figure Academy, which is really, really cool. And um, and it's so cool that the world we live in today, how easy it is to make connections and create friendships and make uh, new joint venture partnerships without even having to meet the person. And um, what I did was I connected with him on Facebook, uh, talked to him about licensing his uh, his rhythms because he was, you know, he had definitely had years on it and, uh, more than I did. And so I basically went to him to look for uh, guidance on how best to utilize these things. And then I had decided that I wanted to have a, uh, I don't know, I forgot what kind of license I got, which was like the use everything be able to use everything right. license <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so i picked the biggest package i uh, got the license so i can use um all the different types of frequencies depending on the type of um uh, end result that i wanted in my audio programs and that's how we develop our relationship and then we you know i shared a couple things with him a couple what I, things that i created and then uh we just stayed friends on facebook then i think a couple weeks ago he goes Wait, I'm going to be in town. You're in Echo Woods. You want to come by? I said, hey, why don't you come on my show? Because it's all about entrepreneurship. We'd love to have you on. And this is why you're here today. That being said, Eric, why don't you share a little bit about where you came from, how you came to be an entrepreneur, and maybe share a little bit about your money story since this show is all about you know the money piece. <laughs> right on. Um, so really, I'd, I'd say it kind of starts with um, 
my entire life growing up, I, I worked. I lived in a small town in Iowa, and from mm-hmm. the time I could I could have a job, I had a job, and I got a job in the restaurant industry. Okay. Um, and pretty quickly actually became the, the general manager of the restaurant I was working at. When I was wow. a senior, I was the GM uh-huh. um, I, doing work study. They got me on a work study. And yeah. I was the number one guy at a restaurant, and so what do you mean by work study? They had a work study program for in uh, our high school, uh, oh. just in our high school in general. <clears throat> oh wow! Our okay. senior year, we could basically substitute out of you know being in school for oh. working, and so I think I went to like first and second period, and then um, was able to go off and, and go work for the rest of, of my school credits for graduation. Oh, that's kind of cool. And uh, so, basically, did the restaurant gigs. From then on, uh-huh. and went to school at the University of Iowa, and okay. then went out to and finished school in Idaho. Um, and then when I was in school in Idaho, actually the restaurant I had worked for uh-huh. um, shut down, and I realized that I was completely broke, college kid at this point. Right. But I realized that there was a restaurant full of of equipment and everything else, and so it literally just shut down. It was just sitting there. Yeah, it was just set, shut down, sitting there. They went bankrupt. They they could not just operate left anymore. It. Yep. And. <clears throat> Since I had worked for him, I knew the scenario. So I went to the bank where I knew that the owner had his loan, and I said, listen, you have a bad loan with all this equipment and stuff at this restaurant. Let me just take it over and start making you the payments again and take over this restaurant. So that was my first dive into entrepreneurship. I dropped out of college at that point and okay. started running a restaurant with not a dime to my name. Uh-huh. Um, wow, this is like a <laughs> textbook story of a true entrepreneur, right? And, right, and I... You know, I made it. I made it one year. It was in 2008, which was a terrible year to have a restaurant. Um, right. Well, it was in a college town, and while school was was in, I was doing great. And then I kind of was living like I was doing great. As I was 19, so okay. wow, was, 19 and running the restaurant, <laughs> right? And Holy cow! As soon as I was, uh, as soon as summer hit, I wasn't ready for. it, wasn't prepared, uh-huh. and ended up having to close close shop. But honestly, it was it was amazing. It was yeah. such a huge learning opportunity. Um, For sure, I learned a lot about so many things on yeah. on different levels of business with doing that, and kind of I've I've done restaurant. I did restaurants for another five years. After that, I became an executive chef and the general manager of a huge steakhouse out there. Um, nice. And then one point, I just I really actually believed that I could do YouTube. I was doing a, a show for the restaurant called Restaurant Dreams, and I was going to follow, oh. follow the entrepreneur that I was working for. Right. Because um, he was opening a bunch of restaurants, and he was very good at it. He's a very charismatic guy. Yeah. So I was following him doing a show called Restaurant Dreams, and it was getting a lot of traction. And uh, he decided he wanted nothing to do with it because it was bringing all this attention to him that he did not want. Oh. Um, you, you said you have some history with restaurants. Uh, yeah. Mom and pop restaurants aren't notorious for doing everything by the book. Oh, so that's he why. he did not like having cameras <clears throat> showing stuff that he, was, that he was maybe could get him in trouble. So he completely X the idea, and I was like, I understand why you're doing this, but I believe in YouTube that I can make money on YouTube. Yeah. So I put in my two weeks right then and there, as soon as he told me my idea was done, and uh, within a few years, I had a huge YouTube channel, so it kind of worked out. Yeah, so so from there, when you gave your two weeks notice, you jumped into the world of YouTube to kind of understand I, that a little bit I more? I kind of... I mean, I, I was already doing it with videos with restaurant dreams that okay. were getting us attention and stuff. Yeah. And I understood it. Right. And I knew that people were making money being YouTube. And what year YouTubers. was this again? This was, was five years ago. Five years ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Five or six years ago. So, okay. So not too long ago. Yeah, right? it wasn't too long ago. Right. And I just decided, <clears throat> like, I, I don't know. I didn't even know what I was going to do at that point on YouTube. I had never even heard of a binaural beat. 
Um, <laughs> but I believed that I could make money on it, that I that I was a creator. I could create music. I could create food. Because you are a musician, too. Right. I'm a right. musician. I can create. I can basically play any instrument in any kind of music. So I was just, I just wanted to try it. And uh, I happened to see, I was on YouTube at a friend's house, and uh -huh. I happened to see a 7 hertz binaural beat. Uh -huh. And it had like a half a million views in just a <laughs> short time. And I was like, I listened to it. And I was like, I knew kind of what binaural beats. So I was starting to learn about them because actually I just used them to start sleeping. I had been a total insomniac while running restaurants. Right. So I'd started using <laughs> that's a, binaural That's a common thing. To right. <laughs> I started using binaural beats to sleep and they really helped. They really okay. helped me sleep. And so, and then I saw the one on YouTube that had all these views and I'm like, I can, this is easy to create. I mean, for right. me, a binaural beat is, is a pretty simple, I mean, uh -huh. I'm, I'm happy to explain it here. It's, they're not that difficult of a concept. So yeah. I, I have, I'm curious about it because I've seen such amazing results. They from really people. do work, but it's, yeah. it's to me, you know, the earmark of a good idea is simplicity. Right. So it's. Oh, I love that. It's not. For those of you who are listening, the earmark of a good idea is simplicity. Right. I mean, if you look at some of the most successful inventors out there that have created things, they don't, they never claim it to be complicated or complex. Right. They say the solution, the best solutions in the world are the simplest ones right always yeah and so very cool yeah keep so going that's kind of where um you know so you started making these beats started making them i they had really helped me a lot at that point get sleep which is huge when uh -huh. you're not sleeping and so my motivation was to just give it away for free um and did you start going doing research on it what the different I did, frequencies yeah, I did a lot are. of did a lot of there's a lot of content out there just about brainwave research right and that's really where it all comes from is brainwave research. So you're going through the clinical research, right, the, the journals, machines, all, all that stuff. And right. there's lots of lists of different, you know, what different frequencies do and um, try a lot of trial and error. Um, some, <laughs> right. of the, some of the best um, are by most effective audios we have um, were completely found by mistake. It was maybe <laughs> one that I used for something else and then someone heard it and then it had this effect and they're like, what the heck? Oh. And, they, you know, they got a hold of me and they're like, this completely change my life or something we weren't intending at all right and so it's like i'm trying was, to get rid of my headache but now i'm totally aroused right. okay yeah, yeah we know that frequency what that's for <laughs> exact stuff like that you know um the hgh ones yeah they get a lot of comments about growth other places than maybe muscle growth <laughs> I, it's in, i mean and well i mean it's all it's kind of related though i mean know, testosterone well, right? you can't know on youtube how much of it's trolling and how much of it's true right there are sometimes you can tell there right. really are um there's sometimes maybe no, you just got to try it then, I guess, <laughs> exactly. right? It's just not a bad thing to do. If you're, out. if you're going to the gym and you want to go, you know. <laughs> and then people do say they really find recovery, like even with HGH audios, recovery from gym and things like that. They yeah. really think it works. Um, I, I'm not someone who really stands fully behind the HGH ones. Right. I don't. Um, I have some out there, but um, like meditation, sleep, things like that. Absolutely. Right. Uh, pain relief. It has worked That's... tremendously for pain relief. In fact, the one that I'm, I'm talking about, I'll just say if there's any... Uh, lady listeners out there, there's one on our channel for menstrual cramp relief. That yeah, was, I actually shared it, somebody. It was discovered yeah. through as being a sleep audio. Okay, and it was uh, the second frequency of four during the audio. The lady that was listening to it heard it, and she has very a lot of problems during that time of the month, uh -huh. and a lot of pain and issues. And she was only in day two, and it just opened up, no pain, and was wow. was she said it was miraculous it was like nothing she'd ever experienced now, now these people they're downloading your stuff and they're actually giving you feedback voluntarily about what they've gone right. through yep well and that's cool i mean she was ready to buy me the moon at that point right she, oh she, i'm she sure was, she literally was just like what can i do for you oh <laughs> anyway, i i have so. heard stories i mean you and i probably can't relate but i mean i've heard stories from women friends that just 
it's like the bane of their existence right. every that time of the month when it comes right. by and they just, it's just so painful that they literally have to take time off of work right so I, I I think that's such a cool thing. I saw that the other day and you, immediately recommended if you read it. Through the through the the comments on that one, uh-huh. it's, that one has out of any of my audios, that one actually I would say it's ninety nine percent. I mean, it is one where you know that the feedback is genuine. And that's all good. these women are just like, "What is this? Why do I not hurt? I tried everything and all of a sudden this worked. That's huge and it's incredible. I mean, and and that's that's another one though. I can't charge for that. In, in my own mind, I can't. Like, if it is that helpful to someone, I want everyone to be able to experience Right. That. I want every woman out sure. there, if she doesn't have an extra 10 bucks to drop on an audio right now, I still want her to be able to experience yeah. that. Really you know, you should try, so. you should actually, I just, that just came to me. They have um, these, you know, payment portals, these shopping carts that people can, that are a little bit more like, a little bit more modern and they have a payment style which is pay what you want right you know I think that might actually be one that works for you and if they don't want to pay they don't they don't pay right yeah it can right? still be zero yeah so yeah. that way the karma sits on their end <laughs> yeah, I thought about adding that to yeah. the, the new style site that I just did yeah I think that would be I think that would be great and by the way I, I love what you've done with the site it's so much you know it's, it's a lot more modernized yeah. it's better it's, it's a lot it's, cleaner you know, for sure. and, and I, I know you said there's going to be more work to do but you know we're going to share your website at the end because I think it's it's a really good place to go I mean for people who if, if for you if you don't know what binaural beats are yet there's there's so many it's it's a way for you to unlock kind of like what we do in our neuro tuning audio programs for the six figure academy it's a way for you to unlock aspects of your unconscious mind that normally you know no no amount of drugs or medication can access because it's it's a natural way it's to stimulate your body's natural ability right. to be able to perform in certain circumstances or perform a certain or create a certain result right, right? So that's really cool. So 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 you started doing the binaural thing. How did that translate? You know, it, we were we we're talking about an accidental success, so to speak, kind right? Of, yeah. Because you your intention was to give, right? You know, and this right. is I think there's some cool gemstones in this part of your story. Was your intention was just to give because you think you you knew the the results of what you were able to experience with binaural beats, and right. so as a result, you shifted your passion to that to share that with the world to get as many people be able to benefit from that right what what then happened at that point how did that turn into you becoming I think successful in that area I really actually attribute the that concept and the, the idea of, of just doing it for free um, uh-huh. with my success really I think that's what made my channel be probably one of the most popular channels on YouTube is because uh-huh. people could tell that the motivation was coming from a very genuine place mm-hmm. I was interacting with with all the people that were listening to my audios sure. and um, I give away all my frequency information with my audios. Most people right. do not do that. Which is cool. Yeah. Most, most people try to hide whatever frequency they've <clears> used. Um, yeah. I give it away the frequency and I also have a video that shows you how to create them yourself. Yeah. That was a big piece because that's why I chose you to work with you versus other people. Because there's a ton of people out there who do this right. kind of stuff. And so that's one of the reasons why. Because right. you're thorough. You are coming from a very cool place. Uh, uh, a giving place. And... Um, but here's the thing, though. You, 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 I notice that you keep saying free, but there's a part of you that has to be open to receive right. in order for you to be able to monetize the freeness of what you're giving away. Absolutely. Because there are people who give away free and they shut down. They don't. They refuse to receive as well. Right. So what what do you what do you say to that? Because you obviously didn't take that approach because you were giving away for free, but you were able to monetize through AdSense, Google right. Ads, all these different places, right? Mm-hmm. But you had to have gone set up the account. Right. right, you had to associate with your account 
right? So there was a part of you that had to be willing to receive right. any level of exchange, right? Mm-hmm. But do you know what I mean? There's a lot of people out there who are so bent on, I need to give this away for free, you know, and they they have such a aversion to receiving money, which right. you obviously didn't have because otherwise you wouldn't have received money. You know, it's funny that you say that, though, because part of it that I actually do see even as a downfall that I have really worked on since then because I was uh-huh. able to observe it was... YouTube was really what took off. And my YouTube channel just really skyrocketed. I had tons and tons of views. My, if you searched my neural beats five years ago, the first four pages were just were my audience, no nice. one else's. I mean, it just, and, and the reason that worked, I'll give away the little secret, is YouTube's algorithm really uh, liked a long watch time. Uh-huh. And all my audios were at least an hour. So if you're comparing this to other right. places, if one person watches it all the way through and the next nine don't, that's still a 10-minute average watch time, yeah. which is way longer than most videos are. Right. And so the algorithm really favored that, which is – but now you'll, if you search meditation music, they're all eight hours. That's how you know that that's the oh, case. The, all, all the top ones are eight hours long right. because of that same reason. Right. Um, so – as the the YouTube channel really grew, literally every month it would double uh-huh. it for about a, a year and a half to two years, which was insane. And during that ride, once I kind of got to this really high level with it, right. I was completely freaked out. I was so scared. I was like, I shouldn't be making this much money for what I did. <laughs> I didn't do that much. Right. Like, I mean, I, I really did work super right. hard, made a ton of audios and created all this free stuff. But then I wasn't doing anything for it anymore. Right. And this, all this money was coming in and it, it really freaked me out. And I was like, oh my, it, the, the problem with deserving money, you know, yeah. um, which is a, a long time money story thing that, you know, whether or not we deserve what we get, that really came up as I was starting to make a lot of money and really hurt me because I, I saw my mind go to, I don't deserve this much. Wow. And immediately okay. the universe was like, all right, stop it. If you don't want this much then we won't, we'll, we'll stop giving you this much, you know? And it started to slow it down and yeah. no longer, now we're not doubling every month. Now we're just staying flatline. So, so before we go to that point where it stopped, let's talk about that because I think that's a really good segue to talk about your money story. Right. You know, because, you know, we, we often don't notice it until there's a windfall of cash or money that starts to come in. And so <clears throat> I tell this with all our clients all the time that when you go to zero to six figures, there is a, what we call money anxiety that shows up there. Right. We resolve that. You get past six figures. And then when you start going to mid six figures up to close to getting to seven figures, a new set of money anxieties will show up. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, 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 it's actually uh, not an uncommon thing for, for what you have gone through. Right. I see it all the time. Right. So tell me a little bit more about that money story. How did you end up adopting that money story growing up, you know, uh, knowing to, to regard money that way? Um, I, you know, I definitely came from the mom's side of the family. Okay. She, you know, I, I, I love her to death, but I definitely know I mean, she's she still is. She's a complete penny pincher. Uh-huh. She's very, she's finally comfortable with where she's at in life with money, but even okay. still, I mean, most frugal lady you'll ever meet it served her really well i mean honestly she my dad had a terrible accident when i was two uh-huh. so and there's four of us and she became it she the had to take care of you know it's basically like my dad became the youngest child essentially oh. he had really bad brain damage and oh, no. all of a sudden he's like my little brother as far as a mental state goes right and it's just her having to take care of all that and she did great with it unfortunately she was brought up with you know a, a money story that money was if you had money it was bad and all that uh-huh. and I remember one of our neighbors um, 
got a windfall from an inheritance and she just immediately was just bashing on that lady and how she was going to be evil and bad now and all wow this. and it was just, and and how old were you when that was going on probably like five or six okay pretty pretty, young. pretty early so that's yeah. that very impressionable right. time in Absolutely. your life and so it was always <clears throat> just that you know people that got money were were you were usually bad and mean and evil people and yeah because when from zero to seven there is no filter you just adopt pretty much everything and your mom that you love you look right. up to and she's saying those things and there was no father figure making money or doing anything to right. uh, to counter that thought at that point and she had to you know she had to figure it out on her own so. right um, I it definitely came from that that area, and I, I see where it came from, and I can I can observe it, uh -huh. but observing it and knowing it doesn't necessarily help you yeah. know, unprogramming the anxiety that shows up when all of a sudden you're making money. I know exactly so, because all of a sudden you're, you 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 suddenly potentially play the role that your mo your mom vilified. Right, growing exactly. up, it's like you're, I don't oh want God. to be a mean. Person. I don't want <laughs> to be, be an evil person. I don't yeah. want to fall out of mom's favor. Right, right. right? and even when I had the restaurant, honestly, the, the same thing happened. I was making a lot of money at first, and then it was. I almost got scared that I was going to be a jerk. I was going to be this rich jerk because. That's, so I wonder because that's what happens yeah, if yeah. you make money, right? Because that's what's going to happen, even though you see whether or not you see it. Though, yeah, a million times after that, and I've even actually now told my mom, "Mom, I've met lots of really wealthy people who are super nice, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, right? and a lot of them buy my stuff. <laughs> I have to, you know, I, yeah. and I, and she doesn't want to hear it. She still, she, she still, still has that, like, no, no, right. no, no." So right, it's, it's interesting. Oh, that's so fascinating, right? Yeah. That she's still holding on to that so much, despite what she sees in the world. And she's she's really against entrepreneurship too. Mm -hmm. She, I mean, she's not against it for me or whatever. But she, right. she, my dad tried to do some stuff after, and it didn't and work. He, he never. I mean, he wasn't going to be able to. He wasn't right. mentally really capable of it, and it's just she just you know associates that with a lot of things, obviously, yeah. which is fair. I get it, but. Um, but it's funny to watch because, like, my brother is extremely wealthy. Uh -huh. uh, he's an IT genius. He's wow. uh, the head of servers for James Hardy Business. Okay. And he does really well. And when you do it that way, my mom has no problem with it. Because it, it's, it's familiar it's, to her. Yeah, it's within the it's, – it's how it should be. It's yeah. within the realms like, of her oh, world. <laughs> yeah, he makes that much money, but he lives in Southern California. He has to. Oh, you know so what to I mean? justify like, It's all justifiable. Right, but, right. like, if you – have more than you, he doesn't have more than he needs because he lives down there. If you have more than you need or whatever, so if he's making the same amount but he's living in Iowa, yeah, exactly. Then it would be so it's 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 a, it's a relative. So she, if really she is. if she can't find a way to justify making that amount of money or having excess, having more okay. than than what is necessary, which is basically what she needed to do. I mean, she right. had to do what she could to raise four kids, right. absolutely, you know, right. on her own, and so adopted a specific type of perception of life. To, to keep everybody safe right, and to keep everybody okay and to, to make sure that she doesn't get sucked into wanting more, yeah, right? Yeah. Interesting. That's so interesting. And, and after that, do you think then, I have a question about the restaurant, then do you think that that kicked in at some point, which may have impacted whether or not you, f you foresaw the, the, the coming of the summer or things or, you know, because sometimes when you get caught up in that, that language, you know, right. like that, that you, you, it actually distracts you from paying attention to what needs to be paid attention to as an entrepreneur. I think, yeah, there's a lot that played into the restaurant. 19, being 19. Yeah, but, yeah plus you're 19. Yeah. I was making a lot of money at first. Um, <clears throat> same thing, you know, before the summer. And it was when you 
have a lot of money coming in at 19, you're not smart. No, you're just spending money. <laughs> no, like, yeah, my, I had some really nice four wheelers, a really nice. <laughs> I mean, I had a lot of really nice stuff at yeah. 19. When I mean, I'm working 120 hours. What am yeah. I even gonna do with this stuff? Oh, I, I know. So, I mean, seriously. I mean, it's like I, I when I my first six figure business was when I was 22. Same thing. I mean, I was buying things that just made no sense. I went and yeah. bought these pair of Versace pants, black slacks. They look like normal slacks. <laughs> I walked into the office and said, hey, how you guys like my pants? It's like, they look like the same pants from yesterday. Yeah, They're they, black. Right. I was like, no, but the Versace. It's like, you can't tell. Can't tell. <laughs> it was yeah. just the label. Uh, only difference, it was like tw- like 200% more or something like that, yeah. like 20 times more. Right. So. There's something about being being that age that it just, you learn. Yeah, you <laughs> you learn. So materialism yeah. for me and probably for you went out the window at a very young age. Yeah. Because you you had a chance to taste it and see the repercussions of right. going a little bit. Well, out and it's of not happiness in any way, shape, or right. form. I mean, th- there's tons of studies that the more that you associate your your life with the things that you have, the less happy you are. Right. And so, and I I definitely have observed that and seen that. And, yeah. Um. I mean, I, I love nice things. I love nice dinners and stuff, all that like that. But yeah. definitely, my materialism compared to right to back then is, is yeah. If it doesn't contribute. It, it directly contribute to a quality of living that you would appreciate, right? right. <clears throat> it doesn't support your nomadic lifestyle. Then what's the point? In fact, right. if it anchors or tethers you to any terrible, yeah, then it's like no. I have a three month rule, man. Anywhere, if I'm anywhere for more than three months, I am like shaking. Yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> I've, I've tried. I've tried. I try to live places, and after three months, I'm like, I gotta go. Yeah, well, I mean, and it's probably some, a part of you. There's that something just needs about. Well, there's something I realize that when I'm any, if I'm somewhere, I'm stagnant somewhere. Uh huh my mind stops working. I no longer have all these innovative ideas. My mind is usually uh-huh. always firing off ideas, and I know they're not always good. Yeah. A lot of them probably aren't good, but it's at least well, firing I mean, ideas. That totally makes sense because part of the technology that we work with, um, you know, in understanding, we have this you know, patented human assessment technology, and one of the things we've been able to have, there are people who literally have to have variety in their life. Yeah. And without that, it actually suffocates them. Right. That's so how I feel. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that. You know, you know, I, I know I dubbed nomadic entrepreneur for you, but it seems that fits well. And you're like, t- talk about how you ended up being going from the binaural, um, you know, the binaural beats business and having that money come in and then all of a sudden energetically saying, you know, choking it off a little bit. I mean, it still brings you money, just right. not like how it was before. Right. How did you then transition to becoming that nomadic entrepreneur, to finally moving away from Iowa and, and kind of going off on your own? Um, really, it had a lot to do with taxes. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I love to travel, but I was, uh-huh. in my mind was if I'm traveling everywhere, then everything I do can be a tax write-off if I'm doing it for business purposes, right? right? I mean, if I'm in my, my town where my address is, I can't write off anything like like lunch or whatever unless it's, you know, there's all these specific rules okay. about how taxes work, right? But if I'm traveling... Pretty much everything can become a write-off okay. if I'm doing business. And so I realized, like, I like to travel. Let's go to the ocean. Let's film the ocean. Let's layer that with some binaural beats. Let's go to a river. Let's film a river. Let's layer that with binaural beats. And so just, yeah. and I have lots of, of audios on them that are just, just nature even, without even layered with binaural right. beats that get a lot of views. I mean, people like... Like, that opportunity to see nature. To so see they're living vicariously through you, More traveling lives, vicariously right? through so you. I just, I really just use it as an excuse to travel. Um, yeah. To be able but to, I mean, but you have the wherewithal to kind of like associate with financial benefits too, right? Absolutely. Because a lot of people don't even think about this. Like, really, I can write off my travels. I learned that actually from a CPA who used to work for the IRS. He goes, <clears throat> you know, you you know how you can write off your entire travel, and he t- and this is a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more involved. He right. says, journal everything that you do, 
put it into a book like a memoir, okay, then, you know, have proof that you fed it out to a publisher. Most publishers will just take them and throw right. it away. But doesn't be, matter. <laughs> you've done that, right. which justifies right. the entire thing. And that's kind of what my, C, my CPA told me as well. They're like, you know, if you have a video on YouTube that has views that made you money, then yeah, yeah. you can literally write off what you did to go travel there and do that. And yeah. so that's, that's kind of what I... I think it's a beautiful thing. I mean, that's why... It, it fit my lifestyle, fit what I wanted to do. Right. I have family all over. I have friends all over the country, and I love to just be able to go um, see them. Yeah. Well, know? there's plenty of scenery here where we are, Redondo <laughs> Beach. You know, you can take pictures of the ocean and everything after this and everything, and you can actually write that off. Exactly. <laughs> everything, you, I mean, it's crazy. That, but it gives you inspiration, too, I'm getting. I'm well, when, I'm, when I'm on the road, when I, I, there is something about being behind the wheel traveling. That's uh -huh. when I do my best thinking. Right. Um, I, I lived in South Dakota. I bought a property in South Dakota and lived there over the summer, and after a few months, I literally felt like I had no good ideas. I wasn't being productive at all. And I, I really find that it's when I'm not comfortable that mm -hmm. I'm productive. If I'm comfortable, I get really stagnant. My mind gets stagnant. I need to be a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and I mean, hotels, I'll, traveling to a hotel every night is a lot more uncomfortable than just your same routine at the home. But when right. I get into that routine, unfortunately, that routine can get really stagnant and, and just. Yeah, it just you suffocates know, you. All right? I do. Yeah. I mean, I would go out and go go hiking every day and I go hike every day that's something that's sure. not a question we do that every single day and it's important to me but other than that then I'd come home and I wouldn't do anything and I was just like, <laughs> it, it, when I'm on the road I'm doing stuff I'm creating right. I'm making stuff happen you know I, I built that website in this last week on the road so yeah it's, nice I saw that I yeah. get things done for some reason when I'm traveling so yeah. I just go with it <laughs> I think because you're totally fed that way I mean if, if you don't have that 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 ability to travel it it probably uh, drains you suffocation is, is the best way it honestly is a great word to describe it 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 really does feel that way I yeah like i'm just got blankets over my head and being held down <laughs> like not going anywhere so. right so now i have a question so the name of the show today was actually inspired by what you said you know chronic entrepreneurship and so we decided though do you suffer from that because chronic typically is associated with something that's not good in fact you, you said it too i mean when you google chronic it's usually associated with something that's bad so right. so so let's talk about it today. i mean people you know who are listening they might say Oh, do I do I suffer from chronic entrepreneurship? What would you define as chronic entrepreneurship? Um, it's, it's I can't hear an idea. I can't talk to somebody without immediately wanting to compete or do it myself. And uh -huh. for an example, I'm doing web design right now a uh -huh. lot. Um, so for some reason, I've taken on a lot of uh, insurance agent clients. So I'm doing no your portfolio. I remember still remember when you first started to do it mm -hmm. with your Latrobe marketing. Right. I remember this is like a year, two years ago. Or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then uh, I think just a couple of days ago, I went to your portfolio. Your portfolio is huge. You've worked with so many people yeah. since then. I've done a lot of a lot of great <clears throat> websites, and and but I don't. Well, I guess I'm not sure I was, what was the question. I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh, um, no, Sorry. just just asking about chronic entrepreneurship. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So when I when I do, all right, I'll just give you a direct example. So I bet I built a bunch of web of insurance websites. Now my mind's like, all right, how can I capitalize on insurance? Mm -hmm. Because I've been exposed now to this field. Like, can I build websites that are insurance websites for myself and get all these leads? All right, if I get all these leads, how do I want to handle all these leads? Do I want to sell them as leads to insurance mm -hmm. agents? Or do I want to work with an insurance agent and get the residual income off of these leads? Right. Um, 
and I can't, no matter what it is, that's where my mind always goes. Right. In, in any subject. Like, okay. how can I compete? How can I do the same thing? Because if I'm building your website and I'm getting you leads for whatever you're doing, I should be able to get those leads for me too. Right. And I, and I can. I'm really good at SEO. I'm really good at making websites show up for whatever you're searching. Yeah. And so it's, that's the chronic thing. I can't not think that way. Right. You know, like, I, like you may be my customer, but I want to compete with you. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> no? and, and it's not even <clears throat> or not. I think I maybe competition in, in in the right way. Right. The right no, I, you know, I think what entrepreneurship is. It's always about you know building a bigger, better mousetrap. Right. You know, solving a problem or making a solution better to right. solve the problem better. Right. But you know, it's interesting because I was talking to our uh, um, our marketing team and I was talking about the title of today's show. They said, "Don't you mean serial entrepreneurship?" I said, "No, we actually." Uh, Eric and I had a discussion about chronic and how the label of chronic. I mean, there used to be a taco place just down the street called Chronic Tacos. You know, <laughs> I think it was associated with like. A different kind of chronic, yeah. but <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, typically society, and in, and then you and I talked about labels and everything, and how how that has actually held a lot of society back because we're stuck on labels per mm -hmm. se, right? But if we were to release our our attachment to labels and and start using language in a certain way, you know, which is a lot of what I do, right? Right. Then how then so defining that so that's chronic entrepreneurs it's like you have you just can't stop right. being an entrepreneur right right and it's not more it's not always about being a serial entrepreneur where you're always making business after business after business I think what you're talking about is like a mindset right right it's like a chronic like I'm always moving and whether or not you take action it doesn't matter it's just right. the way. <laughs> you operate right. the and way I, you see the world I've, I've, as far as taking action goes I, I'm an ideas person that's uh -huh. just how it is my yeah. mind's always firing off ideas sure. and for me whether it's a good idea or not it comes down to inspired action and I used that word before but I really had, have begun to notice a difference of if it's within the flow of inspired action uh -huh. I'll work 40 hours straight and not even know sure. that I did it yeah. However, if it's not, if it's not within my flow of what I, is really, I think, benefiting my life sure. or whatever, that has a very obvious energetic feeling to it as well, where uh -huh. it's like I'm just, you know, the, the normal uh, analogy of rowing up river. That's literally how it feels. Yeah. Like it's just like everything I do is the universe is telling me over and over this isn't right. And right. I used to just keep fighting that and keep, and then at the end of the road, I'd find out exactly why it was completely a waste of time or not worth it. Uh -huh. And the biggest change I think recently in life is I, I don't, I don't play it out anymore. If I feel the resistance, I let it go immediately. Uh -huh. I just let it go and I don't find out why it was there and I don't, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to find out why. And, and how has that impacted your life? Because, he, you know, at, where we are here at the Six Figure Academy, we always talk about it's more than just the money. Right. It's about creating that lifestyle. Right. right. And I'm sure you've seen in my emails and stuff like that that we talk about. It's about the lifestyle. It's about you creating the unique definition of what you call success. Right. What you call lifestyle. How is, that, how is this um, awakening or, you know, your, your, your journey, how has that contributed to your lifestyle has it benefited you in the in terms of creating the lifestyle that you want i think big time i think <clears throat> i think you find that when you let go uh -huh. is when really when things will start to come to you the things it's it's what you're holding on to that's right. kind of the blocks a lot of times to what you want and so um letting go of that allows I mean, I don't make plans ever, really. I, I mean, we made like a tentative plan for this, obviously, right. and I'll, I, I hold to those when they happen. But on the day-to-day, -day, 
you know, I was over on, on the beach two uh-huh. weeks ago and then it was, I literally was thinking about going south and over to Ohio area. Uh-huh. And then I was like, I just, I literally, the feeling, the vibrational feeling was like, that's not the way to go. So I changed my mind, ended up going into the desert to Mojave area, had a uh-huh. great time, I'm, like up at Lake Isabel and stuff. But yeah. I, I, I had no plan, and then I just went with whatever felt the best with right. my flow. I, like I'll pose a whole bunch of ideas to my to my being, yeah. And then whichever one feels the best is really the way that I go with it. Right. And what I've found that does, if I don't have expectations, I create no expectations that way. Yeah. And if no expectations, I can't be disappointed or let down with anything. Oh yeah, expectations yeah. is like a bane of, of human existence. <laughs> so I just, I mean, really, just kind of allows me to just go with with whatever the flow is, and uh-huh. there's no resistance then, and it's a much happier life. I mean, I just I feel happiness and joy on a regular basis instead right. of disappointment or resistance or things like that. So, yeah. Um, really the just the level of contentment and happiness which I think is what we're all kind of looking for in life right. is what I believe that that change that shift has really brought about yeah so in a way whether it's intentional or not you've you've structured your entrepreneurship your your chronic entrepreneur mindset right and to feed your 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 inner nomadic um, um, nature being Right. right and and your businesses obviously support that right I mean you could run your business anywhere right right anywhere and, and it's not a fit for everybody obviously no. not everybody gets feel suffocated in fact some people can't travel that no. much because a lot of people uh, <clears throat> assume that I'm very unhappy and that I'm like searching for something just because it's, it would be unhappy for them right? they can't they're like I mean most people don't like the nomadic lifestyle I mean there are a few maybe a brother do. <laughs> my brother hates it he can't understand <laughs> I, I mean like for him going and spending a night camping off at Lake Isabella would be like his biggest nightmare yeah. <laughs> he right. has nothing to do with that and that's great I mean I totally it's get totally it. fine yeah, yeah that's fine yeah I love it <laughs> so, right and that's fine too and they all they all support that but yeah my whole family's at the point now where they're like people oh what's Eric doing where's he at we don't know we don't know. we don't know where he's going he doesn't know where he's Ping going him on Facebook he has, <laughs> he has no idea where he's and I don't know like I, I'm I have Christmas in Southern California at my brother's that's why I'm here right um, other than that I have no idea what I'm doing next and you're absolutely okay I'm, with that. I prefer I mean this is a blissful I genuinely, I genuinely prefer that. and you've got your travel buddy yeah, baby right there great. she I mean, she's got a bit of a husky in her, so she's nomadic. Huskies by nature are nomadic. Yeah. She she so. likes it. She does well. We've tried a lot of different. We did a I did a motorhome last year. Oh, that's year. one. That's part of my. She yeah. hated it. Oh, she hated she hated the motorhome. I mean, I I don't know why. I don't know if it was because her den was moving all the time or what. Uh-huh. But she she protested it. I mean, she let me know. So how do you guys travel now? Uh, I just I have a brought brought a new Subaru out back with okay. the rooftop and just. A better way to go. Yeah. We just do hotels now. It, I mean, I like to travel so much that when a, a motorhome's getting six miles to the gallon, and I usually do at least 200 or 250 miles every day, when I, I love to, I can't stay put very well. Right, right. So it's actually cheaper to get oh, a hotel. Oh, wow. To, I mean, Interesting. I, I thought it would be the other way around, you no. know, like. I mean, if you if you stay put in one place for a couple of weeks with a motorhome, it would be. Okay. But I don't. And so you just drive a lot. I, yeah. I mean, I think last year. They have those diesel ones now that are really good. The, um, yeah, miles, miles to the gallon and stuff like that. Yeah, I need needed something like that. Possibly. Like a biodiesel that actually right. uses biofuel, biodiesel fuel and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I've looked into it for years. I've wanted <laughs> to do the the um, the entrepreneur on the road type of lifestyle. Um, except I would actually I would I, I'm a, I'm a glamper type of thing if I do go, which means um, my 
<clears throat> my RV would be one of those road track. Have you seen those road track? Um, super green, technologically <laughs> advanced. I have a flat screen in the back and everything. But it's it's in you know. But it's also a, a motorhome, right? right? But um, it's got all the furnishings and everything like that. Yeah. That's kind of that's the kind of like uh, uh, nomadic lifestyle I would actually lead. So uh, a little bit more um, would probably cater more to what your brother's level of refinement is. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, right? probably. Yeah, yeah, but we, there was a last year, and it wasn't quite like the year exactly, but there was uh-huh. a year frame where we did eighty thousand miles. I put fifty thousand on the motorhome Holy and thirty thousand on my car. So she definitely, uh, she's used to traveling. Yeah, no, no that's good. She's, she's the traveling nomad just as well as I am. So. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's it's always good because you know, doing being nomadic uh, on your own and then having a companion like a fur baby, like baby. <laughs> um, it, it's a huge difference, I, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and for the way that I'm set up, too. Luckily, I, I really do have friends pretty much all over the country, uh-huh. and I'll spend a few days hotel hopping or whatever. But then I'll go stay to friends for a week. Yeah, and, and that's what I, I think that's really actually what I love about it is because okay. I've made these friends throughout my entire life. Right, and people move and people split up all over the place. Right, and I have the ability to at any time that I choose go be there with anybody I want to mm. I spent two weeks with my sister in Sacramento before this okay now I'm gonna go down and spend Christmas with my family there cool and I have lots of friends in Arizona I'll probably head to Arizona I mean yeah. and that's what I love I love get, just getting to spend time with my friends on you know I yeah. love being one-on-one with these people and hanging out with them and I wouldn't get that opportunity if I was still running a restaurant or something I mean I think right. running, running a restaurant is probably what propelled such a strong love for the nomadic lifestyle okay because I went from 120 hours a week literally and you know <coughs> yeah. just dead yeah and to a free probably sucked the life out <laughs> of you a, yeah. yeah a lifestyle of freedom, and it's yeah, freedom just, yeah. I, I did not feel free at all when I was doing restaurants you should blog so, your your adventures you know I, I just started a, a website slash blog Instagram uh-huh. called uh, America Untamed America Untamed so, dot com yeah wow how did you Wow, how was that available? Because no. <laughs> yeah. that yeah, it's AmericaUntamed.com. AmericaUntamed.com. I haven't done anything with it yet, but okay. that the idea is that because my my other sister was in Germany for three years, and they just moved to their military. They just moved to okay. uh, South Carolina or North Carolina, okay. one of the Carolinas. So most likely, my trip will be across the South all the way now to that to the other coast after, okay. after Christmas. Cool. Um, and I was like, yeah, there's a. I mean, that's a that's a cross-country road trip i should probably blog that yeah <laughs> so yeah, i think should be I, you know i think you should it'd be really interesting just to blog your entire life i mean being nomadic entrepreneur it's almost like you have to be blogging about it so that people can live vicariously right. through what it is but like i said i also have always liked to kind of hide behind it yeah or like whatever you know i i've if, microblog you know I'm a, <laughs> I'm a producer i'm not a lead singer Right, you know that's how I look at it, like in, in the music terms. Like I, I'll create great music, but uh-huh. I don't necessarily want people to know I'm the person that created it. Like, yeah, but know. you know what though? <laughs> you know, right before the show, you were talking about how you would love to basically be able to gift these ideas out because the ideas that come to you, some of them are absolutely genius. Right, but you only, I mean, we only we're so only much. we can only do so much, right? So. Maybe that would be the thing is like as you're doing your mini blogs, you know, they're right. not like really long blogs and you have an idea, get it down and then get it out right. and then gift it to the, the universe and say, right. hey, whoever wants to take this idea, this would be, and, you know, this would right. be a good thing to I, do. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're, you're giving like you like to give. Yeah. And everything like that. So, so you have the binaural beats, you have the, the website development and marketing business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think there's, there's another one, isn't there? 
Um, <clears throat> I think there's something else we talked about. I mean, other one of the other things I'm working on that's just fun right now is I'm doing. Um, I love to go rock hounding. Um, we like just searching for first gemstones. Oh. Um, it's uh, you know, I always hike, and so it kind of. I used to love to fish. Okay. I, I don't like to fish anymore. I, I, I just I don't like to kill animals. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't want to put a hook in its mouth and mess with it. You know. Right. And if people that like to fish, I get it. I used to be a huge fisherman. I'm not like bashing it or anything. Yeah. I just don't love it anymore. Yeah. And for me now, rock hounding, going out and being able to find, you know, like a really nice stone or something in, while I'm hiking. And crystals and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh. Where I live, where I was living in South Dakota has is great for it. It's just incredible in the Black Hills. There's great, right. great, just I think the most earth. Uh, like time frame yeah. ever is exposed in the Black Hills. Like wow. there's more exposed time frames of Earth. Oh, you know what? In I the heard Black that. Hills. Yeah. And so there's all kinds of just great okay. stuff. Um, so what I'm doing right now is I'm also doing another website. It's uh, this one I'm working on a lot more, but I don't have the website up yet. Is RockHoundAdventure.com. Right. And then uh, I'm doing an Instagram where like I'm going to all these different. I actually was out yesterday and found some amazing stuff. Oh, cool. In the Mojave. So um, the idea with that one is I'm gonna blog about them show show what i found yeah and then to unlock the spot you pay 99 cents in the app and there's a lot of information nice. already out there about different spots and stuff but tons of them are it's 20 years old it's a whole subdivision now you're never going to get there right so i'm basically checking a lot of these spots and updating them and letting people know this is still a good place to go or yeah don't if you waste have, your time i mean this whatever. is if you connect yourself with people who are um who create gemstone based jewelry like the people who created my you know my mm. my my bracelets and stuff like that they will go there and then i also have zenrockshop.com <laughs> oh zenrockshop.com zenrockshop.com that is okay. up and running oh okay so that that is has all your rocks and everything yeah so nice I, um not the stuff i find because i can't legally sell stuff you find oh you, you can't no <laughs> why because it's i don't know rules wait what if you find gemstones like out because it's national forest is usually where you're at oh so you're on public land so it can only be kept for personal use you cannot oh interesting how would they know that you got it from there oh you know (laughs) i know and i i I do follow that rule yeah the stuff i find it goes to my personal collection so where could you go to get gemstones you have to do it commercially to be able to sell it if I mean, if I wanted, I mean, even where I'm at in South Dakota, for example, and I've thought about it, if I found a really good hole with, um, in South Dakota, the state gem, so it's called the Fairburn Agate, and okay. it's one of the rarest agates on earth. Okay. And they're they're beautiful. I'll show you one that I found. This uh-huh. was one of my best ones. Um, if I found a really good place, I, I could put a claim on it. Okay. And then go claim it, and then and then sell it commercially. Oh, okay. So that's how, I mean, if you, if you find a deposit. Would you ever want to do that? Not necessarily. I, right. I really like the idea with Rock Hunt Adventure. What I also want to do is do guided. Um, you know, people, there's guided fishing, guided all these other things. <laughs> okay. So, um, people come to the Black Hills for a vacation. I can take you out and show you where to go find awesome gemstones. Right. You know, stuff like that. So, huh. um, Rose Quartz is huge in the Black Hills. It's the only place besides Brazil that you find Rose Quartz. And oh, and wow. I've, I found amazing hundreds. So, this would be good for holistic healers and everything like that. Right. That. That want to instead of going out to buying the right. they would actually acquire themselves and use it for their own right. And lots of people in South Dakota buy. I mean, there's lots of rock shops for selling it. So because they claimed if people are buying this <clears throat> stuff, I figure they probably would enjoy it as a vacation to go look for it like, yeah. while they're on vacation. Right, so. right. Wow. So trying to guide that—that's kind of like one of the other many ideas. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So. And it's just a matter of once you got that passion, passion, impassioned action. Right. Yeah, you you'll you'll get it executed, right? Yeah. As long as you go. I mean, at this point, I I want the website to see where it goes. Um, right. 
a, a funny one that just recently happened actually I had one that I it was totally taken off it was like the, the hot pony and I shut it down which is interesting the but, hot uh, pony I mean it was just like like the like the racehorse it was like oh, okay. gonna win you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a, a business idea um, you're familiar with uh, Drudge Report right yeah DrudgeReport.com uh-huh. so I had a client that wanted a, a, a mimic website um, so I made it for them and they ended up deciding they didn't want it I'm like alright well how can I monetize this still? right so I made a, a website called drudgehost.com where I was hosting and selling the domain for like 60 bucks a month. You could get the uh, copycat of Drudge and hosting and all security and all this. Right. And I made it like three months ago and then I just totally forgot about it. Yeah. And as normal with SEO, about three months later, it finally hit. Right. And within a week, I had four orders. And so like just all of a sudden, bam, four orders. Well, it was – it really – I mean, you've talked about this, like who, you know, what kind of client are you attracting and to pay attention to that? Yeah. News sites, alternative news. I mean, all it was doing was attracting far left or far right French people. <laughs> and I mean, they were crazy. Yeah. It's, I immediately was like, I had, like everyone I was dealing with was just super intense. Like their website Holy domain cow. names were like, I, I'm, I'm very non-political. Right. I'm like, I'm not left. I'm not right. I think that's nothing but divide and conquer. Right. I, I just want to love everybody. Right, right. And these people were so fringe political uh, yeah. that I was just like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. I'm sorry. Here's your money back. <laughs> I like, I want nothing. I can't be the one hosting counterjihadist.com. I'm sorry. I want nothing. <laughs> I, like, I don't care what your feelings are. Right. Everyone's their own. I'm not going to be so the person So you could probably that. sell that platform or that business model to someone who's okay with that. Probably. Yeah, but I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sell it and let's let it go, I immediately, right? Yeah, I immediately realized, like, and it was getting tons of traffic. There's people that wanted me to give them that service, but I was right. like, I immediately realized so, that so wasn't you do what I was have doing. an innate ability and understand to make money. Yeah, I can create it pretty easy. Yeah, it's not hard. Yeah, so it's just a matter of making sure that the <laughs> your money story is handled. Right, it's engineered, and so and, and you're obviously doing doing all right for yourself. Right. You're able to support the lifestyle that you absolutely, absolutely. love. Absolutely. So it's it's just a question of and then at some point you probably did resolve that money story that you grew up with, adopted from your <laughs> right. mom, and let it go right and then as a result you're living this prosperous and abundant nomadic lifestyle yeah super super cool well you know believe it or not we're that's like almost an hour already yeah yeah we just we just flow with it i know right (laughs) so this is so cool i mean there's so many cool uh, gemstones not from the rock hounding but gemstones from what we talked about today i really appreciate you actually making coming down with baby and everything and Oh, she sits <laughs> very cute. Yeah, you guys don't see it, but I'm I'm looking at a very cute sitting dog right now. But um, <clears throat> but what I like to do is, um, where would you like people? How can people get a hold of you to kind of maybe follow you on your ventures, or maybe you know uh, connect with you with some of the services that you have to offer? Um, if you search Eric Bartel, my name E R I C B A R T E L on YouTube, it, that right. that is what the channel comes up on okay. now. YouTube unfortunately made me change it. I used to have it be audio entertainment, and YouTube forced me to change it to my name. Why? Oh yeah, they did that to me it, too. It was yeah. I mean, I had everything branded around audio entertainment, and yeah. they forced me. I had no choice. I had to switch it to Eric Bartel, which was I don't Weird. I don't know why it was. I think because they <laughs> oh because you you can actually have audio entertainment. You have to pay. It's a business thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's a yeah bit, it makes sense. Yeah. But so. so yeah, so um, so all the YouTube stuff is under Eric Bartel. Okay, um, from there, all the sites, uh, every every audio on there. There's okay. like four hundred. They're spread out over freebyneuralbeats.com, freemeditationmusic.com, uh-huh. and okay. a couple of premium sites too. Okay. Um, my main web web now is actually um, I'm 
like Black Hills website design is my main portfolio. Oh, right now. okay. Um, so it's yeah, it's different. Um, so what I'll do is I'll get all the so yeah, links. Yeah, I have a bunch. Yeah, I'll get all the all links over. that you have, and we'll post it into the notes and the comments of the show on Spreaker and probably on Facebook somewhere. For my business card, I actually <laughs> just have a Blake white business card uh-huh. that and whenever I meet people I just we write, yeah, you we just write, write whatever we want whichever one we want to discuss. it's a nomadic business card yeah, you know exactly. it's just a shift and changes depending <laughs> on what's you know you adapt to what's Nothing. changing around you yeah. <laughs> you can actually you know what you should do you should actually get like a really fancy like blank card and so that way it's still fancy <laughs> yeah, right? more, and then yeah. <laughs> exactly. you write or you just at least have your name on there right Maybe, and then yeah. you can just put Take whatever you out. want <laughs> simplify it a little bit so very very cool well hey um you know for those of you who are listening either doing you know the live or you know afterwards um uh, make sure you reach out this is a very cool cat to kind of connect with um he again like i said he is, he shows up in all of our audio programs his work uh, doing providing the binaural frequencies and everything. And what's so cool about him is even if you aren't, uh, you know, paying the royalty fees and everything like that, and if you're just reading, he's actually very, very accessible despite being nomadic. If you have a specific challenge that you'd like to have binaural frequencies to help you resolve, he probably has it already or can probably, I mean, he's done it for me. He's, he's able to create a specific, unique frequency just for that solution one of the things i actually really want to switch to with the music uh-huh. is one-on-one work and trying to figure out specific target frequencies because uh-huh. what i have learned is even with the most effective audios out there yeah there's still that few people that it doesn't work for right and i mean that's going to be the case with everything <clears throat> right but my question is is there maybe a different set of frequencies that would work for that person and is there a way we can figure it out Ooh, you and, and I need so to talk. That's really because, where I'm trying to go right. with my one-on-one. I, you know, I want to make it more one-on-one specific. Like yeah, we will do specific frequencies for you. Right. Um. It, it's just I, I. You know, muscle testing is the, what usually comes to mind that right. people use. And I think there's probably a way to use muscle testing to come up. I with have a solution for you on this because we have a way to measure the the individual's unique frequency right now in nice. this moment. Okay, perfect. That I, lo- I don't love muscle testing. I don't feel I I've seen other people that I think it really works for. Right. I don't trust myself as a muscle <laughs> tester. So right. I don't. I mean, I'm yeah, just being I mean, honest with it. Yeah. I don't, and so that's why I haven't been able to quite. But yeah, if you, I'd love to love to. Yeah, yeah, that, we so. could definitely talk about that. Cool. Off the show. Okay, very cool. So, uh, again, thank you so much for coming down. This is a great great. show. I think there's so many different things. If people just listen and kind of read in between, like, what your journey was, I think, I mean, they would get so much out of it. I mean, I got so much out of it. I was sucked into it. So, you know, it's surprising this is your first time, but you're a natural. Yeah. So, anytime you're back in town again, let's definitely have you back on the show. And you can bring us up to date on all the other other cool chronic entrepreneurship stuff that you're up to. Yeah. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, the last week before the holiday season. Yes, we will still be doing a show next week. Let's see what kind of guests we can bring in next time. But in the meantime, have a fantastic holiday season. Uh, for those of you who celebrate Christmas, Christmas will be happening before our next show. So have a great Christmas. Hanukkah, uh, uh, Kwanzaa, uh, whatever else that you celebrate. Other than that, um, that's pretty much it. Have a fantastic week and uh, join us. And the next Money Lab um, would be right after the Christmas Day, right? Yeah. Okay. Peace out. Thanks, Eric. Bye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.